Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I hope it's really helping you grow in the Lord. But I just wanted to take a second just to talk about this great tool that I've been using to bring the Word of God to people. Anchor is a tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and a lot more. So it's really been helping me reach people that I can't go to their house and actually teach them a Bible study. So it's everything you need in the podcast in one place. The best of all, Anchor, and it's totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Word Bible Study with Pastor Dan and the family. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. God is yeah. good. You guys we're doing excited. good? Yes. All right. You guys know we're on to a new book today. Ephesians. Ephesians. Yeah. We've been actually finishing. We're going to finish a book every Bible study for a little bit because they only got six chapters. So we're going to do chapters one through six all in one Bible study. Ephesians is powerful. Pray. It's good. Feel the presence of God and move forward. This book is written for people like us, believers who are filled with the Holy Ghost, and it's going to give us instructions on how to live our lives with the Holy Ghost leading us. Amen. So let's dig right into it. Chapter number one. Greetings from Paul. This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. I am writing to God's holy people of emphasis who are faithfully followers of Christ Jesus. See, I told you he's writing to us because we are faithful followers of Christ Jesus. Right, guys? Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear Son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews, who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now, you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. See, he's talking about the Holy Ghost here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. The Spirit 
is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. So what is your Holy Ghost? A guarantee. A guarantee. Yes, it's a guarantee of your inheritance. It's basically a promise that you're going to be with God in heaven one day. Yeah. As long as you keep living the way you are right now. Mm-hmm. You don't Just decide like to change. Just like a promise of the rainbow. Yes, very good, Saul. Ever since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. That's what we're doing right now is we're growing in the knowledge of God, right guys? That's why we study the Bible, so we can grow in God's knowledge. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else. Where is Christ, guys? In heaven. Above everything. Far above. He's not just in heaven. He's far above any ruler, any power, any demon, any devil. He is far above them all. That's our God. That's amazing. Yeah. Not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ, and he he has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. Who's the church? Us. Yeah, we're the church. So he did that. He put Christ over everything for us to help us out. Amen. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. That's chapter number one, guys. Now we're on to chapter number two. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. What was that? Everlasting. Yeah, he gave us everlasting life, right? When he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ, and he seated us with him in heavenly realms 
because we are united with Christ Jesus. What does that mean, guys? Um, it means we're his child. Remember, I, we just said Christ is seated high above, right? Mm-hmm. Every power, every authority, every evil spirit on earth, he's above all that, right? Mm-hmm. Now it just said we're seated with him, right? Which means we're also higher than all the evil spirits. Yeah, the devil's under our feet. Everything is subject to the authority of Christ. And since we are walking in his authority, they all have to obey us. So when an evil spirit is tempting you to do something bad and you say, get out of here, devil. We can send them back to hell. It has to listen, right? The authority Mm -hmm. and the power of the tongue. Right. Let's keep going here now. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of his incredible wealth of his grace and the kindness towards us, as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that you've done. Wow, that's really good, guys. It's not a reward for the good things you've done, right? Jesus saved you just because he loved you, even when you were bad. Yeah. It's not about hurrying up and doing things right so that you can get a good reward. Jesus is better than that. He loves you anyways. So none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. That's the whole point, guys. The whole reason why Jesus saved us is so we can do good things on this earth. Yeah. Right. We can act like him. We can right. feed the hungry. We can so preach we, to people who are lost. We can the Yes, we can lead people to God. We can heal the sick. Amen. We can raise the dead. Thank we can God. cast evil spirits. We can heal the blind. Yes, yeah, so we can cast evil spirits off people. Yeah. We have authority over all the evil powers, thanks to Jesus. This is good. So let's keep going. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who are proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God had made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from him, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when, in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with the commandments and regulations. He made peace between the Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross. And our hostility toward each other was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near 
Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. So now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together, we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of the dwelling where God lives by his spirit. How can anybody be racist after reading and understanding that? You know what he's talking about? He's saying all people, all races are made one in Christ. There's no longer Jew, Gentile, black, white, Spanish, whatever, Chinese. We're all united in Christ. Above all, we are all Christians. And that should be our number one focus in doing good things for God. Yeah. So let's move on to chapter 3. All right. When I think of all this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the benefit of you Gentiles, assuming, by the way, that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you Gentiles. As I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into the plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, but now, by his Spirit, he has revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. And this is God's plan. Both Jews and Gentiles who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body. And both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. By God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading the good news. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. His purpose in all this was to use the church to display his wisdom in its rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his internal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of your trials here. I am suffering for you, so you should feel honored. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength, through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. 
May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete in all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we may ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Wow, that is a very powerful ending to that, isn't it, guys? Very good. Yeah. Yeah. That's setting us up for the next one. Chapter number four. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. Binding yourselves together with peace, for there is one body and one spirit, just as you've been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. How many gods? One God. One God and Father of all, who is over all and in all and And living through all. What? And God? Yeah. Yeah, I already said that. One God. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. That is why the scriptures say, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descends is the one who ascends higher than all the heavens, so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. So here's what he gave the church, guys. This is important. He gave us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people and do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly, As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. With the Lord's authority I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. 
They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasures and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus, you have learned the truth that comes from him. Throw off the old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupt by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for the good, hard work, and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul and abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. That is good, guys. Isn't that everything we need to focus on? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, getting rid so of all good. the bad stuff in our life and focusing on the good things and living for God. Yeah. That's amazing. Let's move on to chapter number five. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thanksgiving to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in these things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have the light from the Lord. So live as people of light, for the light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. 
for the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, arise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And furthermore, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husband as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. For husbands, this means love your wives, just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to represent her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body but feeds and cares for it just as Christ cares for the church. And we are members of his body. As the scriptures say, a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. This is a great mystery, but it is an illustration of the way Christ and the church are one. So again I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. That's good, guys. You'll use that a lot more as you grow up. Mm-hmm. Right? It's good for us right now. Like so By the good. time you get a wife, you're going to know how to treat her, right? Yeah. Yeah, you treat her like Christ would treat his church, right? You don't hurt her. You take care of her. You always make sure she's comfortable. And you present her to God spotless and without wrinkle. Washing yeah. her in the word of God. Wow. That's good. Too bad we didn't have a daughter because we would teach her to respect her husband and let him lead the family as Christ leads the church. To be willing to submit to him and follow him as he follows God. Yes. Very good. Now we're on to chapter number six, guys. The final chapter in the book of Ephesians. All right. And we knocked this book out of the park, too. (laughs) Yeah. I love this book. It it's all good. deals with the Holy Spirit. Why would you want to knock it out of the park if you love it? Because yeah. it's a home run, homie. But no, seriously, everything in this book really deals with how we can live with the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us in our life. Amen. That's very important. It's living in love again. and living. Oh, and this next part is just for you boys and for little girls listening. This is Ephesians chapter 6. It starts off just like this. Children, obey your parents. 
because you belong to the Lord, and this is the right thing to do. Is it right to obey your parents, guys? Yeah. Yeah. You've got to obey your parents. The Bible says so. Right here in Ephesians 6. We tell you the Bible says that. Now you got to hear it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you belong to the Lord and it's the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. Do you guys know what came with a promise? Hmm. No? It says this is the first commandment. In the Old Testament, the first commandment was to love or to honor your mother and father, right? Right. But it says here it came with a promise. So what's the promise, guys? You'll go to heaven. Well, yeah, if you honor that, yeah. I mean, but it takes more than that. You've got to believe in Jesus too, right? Okay. If you're a sinner and you honor your mother and father, you don't go to heaven. But there's a promise even sinners, the people who don't listen and obey God, if they honor their mother and father, this promise still comes true. Yeah. So here, here's what the promise is. If you honor your mother and father, 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 <laughs> things will go well for you mm-hmm. and you will have a long life on earth. Right. You believe that? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's true. Isn't that good, guys? Yeah. Even if you get older, even when you're 30 years old, right now, I'm 38. If my mom called me up and said, Daniel, you go to bed right now, guess what? I'm going to go to bed. And you know, I've seen it in people's lives. People be blessed and live good, full lives. And you think those are good people. And they treat their family well and their parents yep. well. But yep. it's only 12. <laughs> well, listen, the point is if we obey our mom and dad, we will live good, full lives, right? Right. Yeah. That's a good promise from the Bible. We can put our faith in that promise. So I'm going to keep going. Fathers. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now he's talking to me, guys. You ready for this? Yes. Mm-hmm. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Yeah, Dad. What? <laughs> By the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Isn't that what I try to do with you boys? What? We try. We're not perfect. We try. Oh, I'm pretty close, Candace. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but I try not to provoke you guys to anger, right? I don't right. just try to make you guys mad every day. But I right. discipline you and I instruct In a good, you godly way. for the Lord, right? Because that's how I want you guys to grow yeah. up and do what's right, what's going to please God, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rather, bring them up in the discipline instruction that comes from the Lord. It comes from the Lord. So I'm not supposed to just discipline you and instruct you the way I want to. Or the way somebody else tells me to do it. Yeah, I'm supposed to do it the way God tells me to do it. We dig in the Bible for all the knowledge we need. That's good. Now, we're going to move on to slaves. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. I think this is talking about me at work. Because <laughs> when I'm at work, I'm a slave. Right. Try to please them in all the time, not just when they're watching you. As slaves of Christ, do the will of God with your whole heart. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do, whether we are slaves or free. Masters, treat your slaves the same way. Don't threaten them. Remember, you both have the same master in heaven, and he has no favorites. 
A final word. Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor Mm. so that you will be able to stand firm against the evil strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Right, guys? You guys know that's who we're fighting against, right? Yes. Yeah. And against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Are you guys ready? He's going to tell us all of our armor that we're going to put on. Okay. Here we go. Stand firm. Stand your ground. Putting on the belt of truth. Mm. So there's the first piece of our armor is the belt of truth. Oh, We've yes. got to have truth in our life to hold everything together. That's number one. Oh, good. So we got to put on the belt of truth and the body armor. So here's our chest plate, our body armor of God's righteousness. That means we represent God. We got to, we, when people look at us, they should see God's righteousness, our chest plate. Our shoes, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. So on our feet, we should have peace of the good news. That means everywhere we should go, we should bring peace and we should bring good news. That's what we leave an impression behind us of peace and good news everywhere we step. Amen. In addition to all of this, Hold up the shield of faith, guys. Amen. That stops the fiery arrows of the devil. So what is our faith? Our faith is us believing that God's going to protect us. And we believe in God's word, right? So we hold up that shield of faith and it stops the devil from attacking us. Amen. Put on the salvation as your helmet. What does that mean? God. It means God, but it also means that on our mind, we should always remember that we're saved, right? Right. That should always be on our mind. And have faith that God has it. God has us. Yep. And then it says, here's the final thing. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So what's the word of God? Knowing his Bible, his word. What are we reading? The Bible, the the gospel. You said it, Saul. The word of God is the Bible. That's what we fight with. So when people come at us and they want to fight with us, all we should do is bring up the gospel. Yeah, we got to just, we got to fight them with the Bible. We quote the Bible at them. Remember when the devil tempted Jesus? Then he brought up the Bible. Yeah, he quoted the Bible to him. That is our sword. Jesus used that to chase the devil away. That was his weapon. And that's the weapon that we use. We use the Bible. If someone comes up to us and they say, Hey, Saul, you should, you should bow down and start worshiping Buddha. Guess what you say? You quote no. the Bible to him. You say, The Bible says that there's only one God, and I serve him. Right? Amen. That's our sword. That's how we fight. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. 
and pray for me too and ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for the Jews and the Gentiles alike. I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. To bring you up to date, Tychinius will give you a full report about what I am doing and how I am getting along. He is a beloved brother and faithful helper in the Lord's work. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, to let you know how we are doing and to encourage you. Peace be with you, dear brothers and sisters, and may God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you love and faithfulness. May God's grace be eternally upon all who love our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's another book down, guys. We did it again. Amen. We're making oh, progress, guys. I Let's love it. Let's read it one more time, guys. You ready? Yeah. Ephesians is good. It is so good. Alrighty. Well, the only thing left to do is go to the Lord in prayer. Yeah, Vic. So I hope everybody's ready to pray with us. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes and let's talk to the God Almighty creator of all. Jesus, we worship you today. We We thank you so much for this time, God, teaching us on how to be led by the Spirit and grow in your word, Lord. Let this be a foundation in our life that we can build on, Lord, as we continue to grow to be like Christ in every area of our life, God. Help us to put on your full armor, Lord, so that we're ready to stand and fight for you, God. We worship you and praise you and thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives. Bless the lives of everybody who gets to hear this Bible study and study along with us. May they grow in your wisdom too. We worship you and praise you and thank you for everything. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks everybody for listening along. We love doing this and I hope you guys love it too. Until next time, may God be with you because we won't be. Peace. Peace.